ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile. It's a podcast where we walk home from the movies. And we're off to the movies today to see Jurassic World Dominion, the third movie in the Jurassic World trilogy. And the the sixth movie in the Jurassic era saga. So was the last movie called Jurassic World as well? Yes. It was called Jurassic World, colon... Something Right, okay. <laughs> and the one before that was called Jurassic World. Okay, right, I get you. So here we are, we're back, we're back again for the for the Chris Pratt's and the and the, the Bryce Dallas Howards, you know, the the sizzling chemistry of those two and the I can't say I rem- I can't say I remember the other ones. Well, but- here's if anyone wants a refresher on our opinions, which we don't remember. Um <laughs> if you want if you want to be more thorough than, than we um, uh, you can go back to I actually looked it up earlier you can go back and in in scroll back to episode 112 when we watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that's what it was I called I not remember we watched Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom I remember it was in Clapham Common on a very sunny day we were at a parent baby screening we were at a parent baby screening we had fun with it I think we, I, this is exactly my memory of that um, we it's hard to remember we quite enjoyed screenings. it it was very stupid but it was quite fun and it had um, uh, I think AJ Biona directed it the Spanish guy who made uh, The Orphanage and the Tidal Wave movie and, and like, it had he's a great director had some good horror yeah. stuff it kind of turned into a haunted house movie at the end so it had some good stuff in it um, but absurdly but Bryce Dallas Howard ran around in heels for most of the movie which made that no was sense. the one before right yeah um, which was the uh, the original director of that movie Jurassic World is Colin Trevorrow who is back for this one Okay, I really um, liked Jurassic World. Like when it first came back. Well, that was so long that was ago. So fun for us that that was before this podcast had even started, and it was I think before all these fucking legacy sequels had kind of kicked off. It was, it was a one big of the deal. first ones. Yeah. So it was a big deal. It was a it was about f- 10 box years ago. office phenomenon, and it was a time when uh, Chris Pratt was hot off, hot off Guardians of the Galaxy, and his public persona was kind of less controversial. Yeah, he was very beloved when this came back. But we actually... So these movies are good, but we went back, I think, late I think last they're year. okay. We went back and they're watched the great. original Jurassic Park for our Patreon a couple yeah, of episodes ago. which is over ago. there, patreon.com forward slash the cinema, if you want to hear us And we had so much fun re-watching that. The classic Jurassic Park, which holds up, obviously. Holds it's up, amazing. Yeah. And this movie, now, I haven't seen the trailer, but I know that the original cast of Jurassic World... 
or back in the yeah and here's the problem with or that Jurassic right? Park I mean because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom as I now know it to be called <laughs> um, did a whole spoilers did the a end whole of Jurassic thing. World Kingdom yes yeah, no this is in the trailer okay uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom went heavy on its marketing campaign being like guess who's back back again Goldblum's back <laughs> back again They'd, and they got okay, Eminem to do it um, no that didn't happen but he, he's in the trailers it was all like oh my god Jeff Goldblum's back then this, back though, this right? is a spoiler I guess a minor spoiler for if you care about that movie but he's not in that movie he's not he shows up at the very end of the movie and then uh, does a speech which is the entirety of what he says in the trailer so we had already had the full amount of Jeff Goldblum before we'd even walked into that movie so I don't think they're going to be stupid enough to make that mistake again. However, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Never underestimate the stupidity yeah, of a marketing department. Exactly. I think I would wouldn't be surprised if there is, um, if the re- grand return of uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum is not everything people wanted to be. Um, would, would be how I was feeling. Also, I got to be honest. I'm just jaded and worn out by all of these things. Um, now Dave, that we- said, I felt like that going into Top Gun, and that absolutely surprised me and floored me. So I, w- I am 100% want this to be good. I'm in the mood to be entertained. I'm in the mood for but it. But I'm also have my my. This is where if you can't see this now, it's a podcast. But if this is where my expectations are, okay, down here, Dave. just now stooping as we walk, just below my knee, because we don't always look weird enough walking down the street with our podcast recorder. <laughs> but I'm excited for it. I mean, I always are enjoy really? these movies. Yeah. I think it's a like, it's a Friday night. We're gonna go have some fun and watch it. Do you remember what happened at the end of the second one? I remember, yeah, and I'm presuming this isn't a spoiler because presumably it's the premise. It's of this the movie. premise of this one. Yeah. So yeah, they if you really it. don't want to know, <laughs> then whatever. Go go listen to episode one one two of the Cinemile, please. And <laughs> um, but yeah, basically the dinosaurs are out in the world. Like it's no longer a park. Yeah. So the I, world um, is Jurassic I'm World. I'm actually truly interested to see how they're gonna have like dinosaurs stampeding around shopping malls and like. Yeah, there's a few. How, like, I think I'm going to enjoy the visuals of that. If nothing else, it's going to be so farcical that I'm going to enjoy it. Is how many? Okay, how many scenes do you think there will be of Chris Pratt crouching like I just did a second ago with his hand out <laughs> in front of him, looking down the eyes of a raptor, saying "Whoa, girl!" And the raptor looking lovingly at him. Because <laughs> the thing is, what might happen is that it might be like the dinosaurs and the humans have to learn to coexist. Because I don't know if you can put that bunny back in the box. No, yeah, exactly. That's surely what the plot of the movie or is. Or else it has to be like an extermination movie where they're actually trying to kill all the dinosaurs. Here's my pitch for this, for this movie. No, it's got to be the former. My pitch for this movie is flash forward five years. Five years has happened of, of this. And, and show me some really interesting world building. What does the world look like where humans and dinosaurs have to coexist? Give well, me surely that. Surely it's just but like I The Walking want... Dead where they're hunted by dinosaurs and they all the humans hide. I want. I don't want to see five years later. I want to see immediate aftermath. No, I want to see like boring. kids at school and like then that's just adults everyone, in an office Kathy, and then a dinosaur walks no, in. No, that's boring. That's everyone just running away all the time. That's two, no, that's two hours and 40 you know minutes, which I by the way is the running time of this <laughs> stupid thing I hate already. Um, two hours and 40 minutes of people just running away scared, which is probably what this is going to be. Yeah, but you know what? Like, kids but, like, love dinosaurs what? so me, much, Show right? me a world of them re- working together. Kids love dinosaurs so much that I think it'd be quite funny because parents would be trying to run and scream and kids would be like, no, we love dinosaurs. 
singing a song. Oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be singing like Gigantosaurus. Cuddly Dilophosaurus. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I don't know what it's going right. to be, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, we'll see here you we on are, the other we are side. Here. We're here, so we'll see you on the other side of Jurassic World Dominion. Bye. Ali Sattler. Alan Grant. You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? We're racing toward the extinction of our species. We not only lack dominion over nature, we're subordinate to it. back we're just out of the uh, cinema but before we uh, get to our thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion I'd like to say a very quick thank you to you Cathy oh for being welcome. my wife and co-host and a wonderful <laughs> person but more importantly I'd also like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the cinema um, where you can Subscribe for two or three uh, pounds, or we must change that to euro now that we live in the <laughs> European Union again. Um, um, and you get access to a range of movies and uh, retro movies, including Jurassic Park um, and TV reviews. We've just done Stranger Things episodes one to three, still making our way through that slowly. Um, About to do um, episodic weekly episodes for. For All, for Mankind, All Mankind is which, back yeah. and we're watching that ASAP. And we just watched Beetlejuice actually as our most recent retro movie. So having loads of fun over on Patreon at the moment. Yes, so uh, head over there, patreon.com forward slash the cinema. And a big thank you to uh, some of our brand new patrons over there, including uh, Serla Nishivna. I hope I said your name right. I definitely didn't. Hi, Serla. So That's Jackie's friend, Serla. Uh, oh, hi, Serla. Okay. Um, to uh, oh, to the, the Best Bits podcast, which is a great podcast. Two Cork lads, uh, film writers themselves. Hey guys. Uh, right, the writers of uh, Grabbers and Wolf Walkers. Stay tuned for future collabs. Yeah, we're hoping to cross over soon. Um, that's the Best Bits podcast. Um, Dan Lane um, and Dan. Rory Kennan. So thanks, uh, Rory. thanks to you and uh, all of our continued... Uh, Supporting we hope patrons. you're all watching for all mankind because we'll be reviewing it weekly. And on to Jurassic World Dominion, um, a movie which I would say is terrible. In the first hour and a half, <laughs> is terrible. Picks up a bit in the last hour. I think so. Uh, it, what it, about the two hours after that? Because <laughs> this movie is long. The start of this movie, so can confirm within five minutes, Chris Pratt is crouching down and has his hand out towards <laughs> Raptor and does it. <laughs> At every available opportunity, Chris I was, I was, I would not have been surprised if, when he met um, the original cast, if he just started doing it to them. But he, that didn't quite Chris happen. Pratt, I, I think I he just does it to everyone. I think he does it when he's ordering chips. Eighty percent of this movie is uh, the, the elements that have Chris Pratt in it is just Chris Pratt doing that. But anyway, aside from that, it becomes. It was. All, we're three movies in with him, 
and it, it was already absurd from the beginning. Yeah. It's now ridiculous. It's to the point of just. He seems it's bored his by only it. move. Yeah, he seems. It's bored literally by his it. only move. Just like, and and it doesn't matter. It's not even raptors. The thing is, it's not even raptors who he has trained anymore. It's any it's animal. Any, he if he's in any encounter, his hand just it's just this default <laughs> just comes up. It's just there. Like he's a fucking Jedi. It's it's just quite embarrassing. It's bad, but actually, I think what's worse about the movie in general is not that, but the well, fact t- that at yeah. the beginning of this movie for quite some time this movie feels like it's Boring. some sort of a wannabe Bond slash Mission Impossible yes. slash Indiana yes. Jones yes, movie yes 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 I'm so glad you so said that so that's all terrible and then it's just but, about but a choice. bad version of all those bad things bad version of all of them yeah. they're like oh yeah we're going to have these amazing chases around European city but what we're going to do is do it in Malta where it's cheap to film and there's no really iconic landmarks so and no one can yeah. follow what's happening there's at least three plots happening at all time which made it really hard to follow and then finally they just suddenly realised oh wait we should just have man versus dinosaur in a park that's what works in this franchise and that'll bring it home for us and yeah that does bring it home for you why did you do the rest of the movie the problem with this movie is that it doesn't know what works in this franchise that's the key problem Um, because when you because we just recently enough watched Jurassic Park the reason there's several reasons on patreon.com forward slash cinema (laughs) there's several reasons why that movie works one I guess Steven Spielberg knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, but Dude, there's awe, right? There's awe in that movie. I awe. think it's so important. That was, literally, that was, that was number two was on it? my list. Awe. Yeah, awe. We spent too much time together. Swear to God, two, awe. This movie is just like dinosaur, 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 dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, there's no moment. They, they have a brief scene at the beginning where they try to recapture that uh, with the... the, the uh, there's a little girl and some people looking at, looking at some dinosaurs and it's... And I'm just like... No, <laughs> it should be like record scratch. Don't even bother using the music. The movie, like the Jurassic Park, the first movie is there's little action for the first half. It's all the build up. Most of the it's suspense and build up. That's what Spielberg's the master of, though he knows third, when not to show exactly, things. Exactly, exactly. And the third reason why that movie is so good is that the action choreography. Steven Spielberg's specialty like I remember watching again that whole um, bit with the T-Rex and the rain and uh, Lex and uh, the other kid they're in the car and uh, the car gets turned over there's a there's a there's it's so well storyboarded and clear the geography of those scenes is so clear I know where everyone is I know what's happening the stakes are high there's a car in a tree now now they have to get out of a tree this fucking clusterfuck of a movie it's just visual noise it's just my it's drowning out my eyeballs with I didn't know what was happening where anything was happening but there was so much happening Dave, it was in Malta? at all times I couldn't follow any of it there except there are we'll cut to it in spoilers there are two maybe three bits where I woke up and I was like oh this is yeah. an interesting and we, and scenario and by the way if now. it's your first time listening we won't spoil until yeah. we get to spoiler street but what's so funny but overall is like, this is just too I can't walk out of a movie and be like there were two or three things that were interesting in that two hour forty slog fest it was so interesting to me that I was interested by a lot of it because I was so fascinated by like just trying to think just how is it this bad and actually at one point there's like the old cast and the new cast right and obviously at some point they all have to be on screen together and at that point I realised wait there's like seven or eight adults here and one kid and isn't the whole cool thing about the first Jurassic Park movie 
It's like how involved the kids are in the action. There's a lot of stuff with Sam Neill and just the kids. Like the kids are really important. Yeah, this movie is just a Park, load it's of a family, adults. It's a family movie. Like we saw that as kids with our parents. And to be to the credit of this franchise, it's still draw. It's still a draw. The, the our cinema screen was packed with kids, oh, kids and their parents. The kids loved it, and yeah. the kids were loving it. So I mean, whatever, whatever way, about our old farty opinions. I think the kids were entertained. They, they were like, they were, every time a dinosaur came on screen, they'd be like, oh, that's a velociraptor, that's a t- fucking T-Rex, whatever. The wonderful. They were talking throughout, but it was fine because they were so engaged with it. It was quite cute. But you know, like, even when they brought back the first Jurassic World movie and the first Chris Pratt one, and there was, like, there was two brothers in it, and there was some very cool scenes with those two brothers, I distinctly remember, and, like, they were in bubbles, bubbles or and chase, being chased by dinosaurs. Like that had from Fun, the kids' mind peril. as well. This movie isn't really from a kid's eyes, and I think that's a bit of a loss for the movie. And I just think, yeah, I know it's point. called Jurassic World Dominion, but you know what? There's just too many dinosaurs in this movie, and I actually think the dinosaurs in the original look better. Yeah. And more realistic but all, than the dinosaurs in this one, with the exception of Blue the Raptor. Who and also, they've done wonderfully, and I think the Blue stuff's really cool. Here's another thing. Yeah, and but I like we, that but, Blue's been in every movie. Yeah, as but well. there's been two movies with Blue. We know who Blue is. The problem is there no, are. No, I mean visually. Oh, visually, some oh, of fine, them looked yeah. very fake. The T Rex looked good, but a lot of them just look like pure CGI. There are though at the very end of this movie some really beautiful shots of dinosaurs. I would say there's, there's some beautiful yeah, the shots last in here. Three shots of this movie are really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes a long time to get there. The um, the um, you're right though. There are too many dinosaurs, and here's another thing which the and first Jurassic humans. Park did too did really well was that it it it, um, it laid the groundwork very well for when the dinosaurs do appear with some very clever exposition. You get Alan Grant at um, at a dig digging up a velociraptor claw and scaring a kid, but it, which is a, a fun scene that tells you a he hates kids and later he's going to have an experience with kids but also he's explaining he's d- dumping the exposition but not dumping he's subtly telling us the exposition of w- how much of a, a predator the, the velociraptor is and we understand the term raptor and we know we're going to you're going to meet them later you get the same with the T-Rex the visual acuity all these things there are so many dinosaurs in here that I came I, I didn't know who any of them were or what they were there was no. just like here's another one they just kept saying Ape, and the, and the character they, they, they would just say the names of the dinosaurs which I didn't catch the, some of the kids in the audience knew them but I came out of Jurassic Park in 1993 went to Burger King um, bought like a, a, the, whatever the Happy Meal thing was at the time and there was the cups with the Dilophosaurus you know the, the, the Brontosaurus you, you would collect them all I knew who they all were I understood them. This movie, there was a fucking Edward Scissorhands dinosaur <laughs> who had long claws, and I'm like, who's this yeah, fucker? Yeah, it was an apex predator. <laughs> they okay. kept saying that. What's his apex name? Predator. And then there was another one, which was like a bigger version. Now of the I T-Rex. would say though, let's strip it back here for a second. Kids know a lot about dinosaurs, and I do think Jurassic Park in the early '90s was a really big driver for kids interest in dinosaurs and that has like been well maintained so I wouldn't say the kids in our audience were having a problem following the dinosaurs no and so, look look if I don't know what an apex predator dinosaur is that's my own problem if, if the kids are going to be entertained fine if it's if you're stuck for something to do with your 12 year old for two hours and 40 minutes <laughs> then go go ahead will, there's just so many parts will I, we would, I recommend, would I recommend it to two grown adults like ourselves <laughs> On a Friday night, 
No, I really, I really don't think I, this I, I is worth it. I don't recommend it as a movie experience, but I recommend. In what it other as sort of experience <laughs> would you recommend it as? Academically, it's interesting to see how they've tied the whole thing to up. Presuming this is the last installment. Academically, yeah, academics aren't going to be studying this movie. <laughs> academics don't saying, want anything to do with this. I'm just saying that it, it's interesting if you've seen all six of them, which now I can say if I have. Um, and I can also say, having seen all six of them, th- this does no. This does. No job towards wrapping anything up. I think you it just need to have service to the others. To see this one, though, you it's just pointless. need to have seen the first one, the fourth one, and then this one. Yeah, the, no. The, the only... trick is not to have seen this movie at all. <laughs> if I could unwind and not have seen this movie, the I last wish one at least. Home and the last one tonight. did kind of did something a bit different and had some really like I felt like haunted house uh, with ra- with raptors is a little bit interesting. But the whole okay, let, can we get, let's go to spoilers yeah. and talk about why this movie is so bad. No, so spo- I wouldn't say it's so bad. I would just say it's a mess and it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're they're kind of adjacent. There are to some bad, scenes I enjoyed. Right? There are some scenes I enjoyed. yeah, I enjoyed some yeah. scenes as well. And I'll start there in Spoiler Street. Okay. So, so we're, this is um, left here for Spoiler Street. This is spoilers now. For, but like really don't go to, to this and just listen to the spoilers section, right? okay <laughs> we'll save you the, the ticket Jurassic World Dominion spoilers right the scenes the things I liked about this movie what, why actually did why didn't you go first what, what, what did you like about this movie um, I like seeing the original cast back together I know that's ridiculous and they're like harvesting my nostalgia but I did enjoy it I liked the stuff about Blue having her own baby and I liked the stuff even though I felt like they slightly cheated and went back on the plot of the last movie but I liked the way that little girl turns out not to be a clone but is actually like her mother could same as Blue get pregnant without a partner and then the mother like changed her DNA so I actually thought all that stuff was cool that's kind of interesting yeah yeah. I thought that was all interesting I just think there's so many plots going on and I think like the movie spent so long trying to bring the new cast and the old cast together that it was like at one point there's like a scene in Malta where Chris Pratt's being chased he's on a motorbike and there's two dinosaurs chasing him through the city right and I was like that's actually cool and like harks back to Jurassic World the first one when he was always riding around the dinosaurs but it was like in a city but then they kept cutting to this other scene where Bryce Bryce Dallas Dallas Howard Howard is being being rescued by the (laughs) pilot for no effing reason they kind of tried to explain it but it just it really undercut like both two different people being chased at the same time in two separate scenes but both in Malta with the same device of like the absurd a, a the, red laser was just like the somersault so contrivances of that the, that the plot had to go through yeah. to make all of that happen so like, anyway I've said like the things that, that pilot woman sees sees the girl for a brief moment doesn't I mean, do anything stand out to and, you, that, and that uh, sorry and that's the driving force for her for, that's only her character her character's sole motivation for the rest of the movie then she coincidentally bumps into that character's foster mother in at city Malta but that's um, where they had all took place though so that's not a coincidence oh fine that's fine then she coincidentally 10 minutes later is driving by the city and sees her hanging from a thing and says let's go we're getting on a plane right now yeah that was for no reason and then at no point do either of them communicate to Chris Pratt that there is a plane and that they're going there or where it is yet nonetheless he drives there oh my god I forgot to say what I loved because it was so bad that I actually really enjoyed it was um, (laughs) the plane taking off and then Chris Pratt's being chased by two dinosaurs and then this is where it fully thought it was a Mission Impossible movie then Chris Pratt chases the plane and then drives up the fucking runway thing 
and drives into the plane and the dinosaur jumps in after him and then Bryce Ellis Howard gets rid of the dinosaur out the back. Yeah. Like that was just like you it's such a rip off of a Mission Impossible movie that that bit was just like annoying me because we saw Top Gun last week which we thought was like an absolutely brilliant example of a Mission Impossible movie. So yeah, that but that bit was really bad but I have to say I really enjoyed it and properly laughed out loud at how stupid it was. It was, it was all so stupid. Also, they, they brought back all these... Uh, they spent all this time... Like, this movie could have lost 45 plus minutes. Oh, could have lost an hour. Like, but anyway, could have just you get us to that island. The stuff you liked first. The stuff I liked. I liked... Um, there were the, the scene on the ice was very good. Oh, that was class. That's a really good scene. I love that the, scene. The, once they got that's basically a really once they got good, interesting the, dinosaur design as well. It's like a turkey that swims. It was so once they got back to the scary. dinosaur park, I thought it was all good then. It wasn't all good, but there was some good stuff there. That, 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 that was that, interesting. That was quite yeah, that was definitely interesting. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard being chased through the swamp was cool. The swamp, oh yeah. yeah there's that was a really there's cool. a moment where that that shot where it follows her slowly underwater, um, and she's slowly but confidently submerging herself, and the dinosaurs coming up behind her. That's quite interesting. That was cool. There was some interesting touches here. Um, I also thought Jeff Goldblum, anytime he was on screen, lifted oh, the whole yeah, movie. He lifted the whole movie. Yeah. Um, he had all the laughs. I really enjoyed the the slight reference to him doing up his buttons, that was which is very a play funny. on that brilliant <laughs> iconic shot of him <laughs> half his shirt open for the first movie. That was I, um, I, honestly, you're right. He fully elevates the movie, and I actually thought the guy, the other one that I really liked to see was the comms guy. Was he called Ramsey? Ramsey, yeah. I yeah. really actually enjoyed him as a. He's he not. He got a lot more to do than I thought he was going to do. Yeah, and do. I thought, yeah. you know, I work in communications and like I could have had two bad career choices and I could be up there in Jurassic Park being the comms guy for that dude. So I enjoyed actually him as well. And I thought, because God, they needed. They, they needed. It's a funny thing because you need to give us some new characters, but then you have so many old characters to fit in. I actually think the actress that played uh, the pilot was, was very good. Oh, she was brilliant. I think yeah. her character was underwritten. And pointless and had no motivation at all. But well, she, she had made one it... line where she said, like, I saw where I should have stopped something and I didn't do it. And I'm trying to, like. I know, that. but, like. Like, come if I saw. On. Like, yeah, um, it's, it was thin, thin but as... Ramsey hadn't. Ra- <clears throat> I think she... his name is Ramsey. They didn't give us any motivation for him either. But she... we get it, like, he's working for an evil company. But that's in motivation enough, not just, like, randomly seeing. A girl and then risking your entire life yeah, but and career. Gar- whatever. If you saw a teenage girl being kidnapped and you didn't do anything about her, like that would haunt you. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Fine. If I go along with that, fine. But like, still, she yeah. didn't need. Did she need to be in that movie? At Couldn't they have got was, there another way? At one point, there was nine characters yeah, on they, screen. They didn't need that many and characters. And this movie, and I harking back to the original, loves a close-up. But it was just constantly a close-up of nine people. It was so boring. Just over and over, over and, and over. over seeing these nine people stuffed. all going... <gasps> this movie's stuffed with stuff. Yeah. And, and it doesn't... More does not equal better. Um, the I, the biggest problems I had with this movie were the writing. The, the plot is all over the place. It's fucking bullshit yeah. and nonsensical. It's about... Try, right, try and explain to me the motivations of this villain. Who honestly is one of the worst villains I've ever seen. A, he's not interesting... Uh, he has no clear motivation his motivation is control he says at one point so yes he did release the mutant locusts in order to this is I can't believe I'm saying this he released mutant locusts mutant locusts in order to eat all of the world's food and potentially no he wanted accept his his own food so he could control the entire world's food chain he wanted everyone to buy his fertilizer for their crops 
Why? And thought he could kind of subtly release a few leeches uh, to get rid of the crops that didn't use his fertilizer. But then, very subtle, be- because yeah. they were prehistoric DNA, they mutilated, <laughs> yeah. and then now they're unstoppable. And yeah. I don't know what your problem is with that. So why? So first of all, that's what he did. Then yeah, the- that's what. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because he wanted everyone to buy his fertilizer. He's got loads of fingers and loads of pies. Like his prime. That's not his why? primary mission. That was a mission that went awry. The, 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 no, fine, fine. But like. What was his primary mission then? His primary mission is to be the CEO of an of evil the world. company. <laughs> exactly. And it's then the guy like... who's in all the Jurassic Park movies, the scientist guy, and I love that they brought him back. His primary mission. You love that he brought they brought him back for every fucking movie since we I started. Think it's brilliant! I love when Jeff Goldberg was one of my favorite moments when he was like, "Not this guy." It's here's always the, this here's guy. another question. I'm telling you what the the scientist sorry, motivation okay, go on. was. Yeah, 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 sorry. He was like, felt terrible for releasing the locust. <laughs> <laughs> on planet Earth. The sentence you're saying yeah. is how stupid this so movie is. So then he wanted to get both Blue and the girl, but it was very yeah. coincidental for this random guy that he happened to spot Blue and the girl and kidnap them both at the same time. He did very well for himself. Here's, here's so another, that was your man's motivation. Here's another question for you then, on that, on, just on that subject. Yeah. If his motivation um, is to prevent the tragedy that has occurred... Mm-hmm. And also no, no, not prevent. Stop further tragedy. Stop occurring. further tragedy, and also be a force for good. And then he successfully convinces the girl to be a part of that journey. Mm-hmm. Why was the tactic not to approach her or her parents and explain the situation and get them to join up, which eventually happens anyway, instead of fucking kidnapping her because with mercenaries? Evil CEO has got lots of planes. Evil CEO is, is one of the most underwritten and point. Like, there's a trend in in blockbuster movies now where villains should be nuanced or have a point of view or perspective, which is makes them interesting. Even John Hammond in the original was a re- he he's a he's, he's kind a of the antagonist, yeah. and he's really interesting because he's a sweet old man and really meant well. And then he has his lovely little monologue about a flea circus. There's nothing in this. There's no dialogue in this movie that is not exposition. The CEO Every bit of dialogue movie. is okay. Now we've got to we've got to reduce the perimeter fence, but there's no way to do that. So we're gonna here. I'm on channel six. Grab this, and I'm gonna go off with this this these old characters, and then we're gonna the split CEO into pairs. In this movie, is like very like. Uh, the Mark Rylands character in um, Don't, Look, Don't Up, Look Up yes where it's, it's, it's actually somebody who's playing a slightly odd CEO too well and they oh don't God, have huge sorry, motivation that guy was very convincing as a slightly saying, on the spectrum CEO but it's, which is, but it's boring is, to watch though it's so boring because it, also it's a boring archetype how many times have we it was in Mitchell's and the Machines last year it was in it's been it's been the last five years um, it's, it's a Silicon Valley um, uh, CEO can, is a villain it's not interesting and also even Mark Zuckerberg I genuinely believe is not a villain I think he has become a villain and he has created a monster he didn't intend it, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg didn't create Facebook so that he could eventually release locusts into the world and no, control the no but this guy didn't either that's what I'm chain. saying to you this guy is just running a business that's had loads of stuff going on at the same time and unfortunately for him this locust thing's gone wrong <laughs> Like, I think that's what's kind of so dull about it. Like, the first movie, if you think about it, the first movie is, like, at its core, someone's built a dinosaur park and the dinosaur park goes wrong. This movie is, like, what's happening? (laughs) And, like, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt have rescued this clone girl from the last movie, right? Which, first of all, now turns she's not a clone, which I think is slightly backpedaling. 
But then they're like, she, well, she, apparently, she kind of is, kind of is a, a apparently hasn't spoken to another human in four years, right? And presumably, I think it's only been a year. No, they said four years. Oh, do they? Oh, and then presumably she um, only watches like YouTube and TikTok and stuff, right? So why does she have a full blown English accent? I think she had one in the last one. Yeah, right? but she's lived with the only Americans for four years and only presumably Her watches dad American is media. Is the is the the farmer from Pig <laughs> or from Babe? Anyway, so that annoyed me, and I think like the whole Hermione Granger thing. I don't know what was going on with her. I had no interest in her. Like, I think like the actress is good, and I think it's so cool for her that she gets to be the only kid in the, they, in they, the, new the kids world in the audience was. loved her. Do you think? They, oh yeah! Did you see when she like gave the um, the middle finger to the to yeah, the to the scientist? The kids it. cheered. Yeah, but they're cheering because a kid's giving a middle finger to an adult. Oh, I'm not saying I think that's a great yeah. thing. I'm just saying I'm acknowledging that but the I kids like, in our audience were think thought anyway, she was a badass. We're rambling as much as this movie because we can't yeah. even like speak about it. There's but there are some cool shots in it. If they'd made it an hour short, it would have been better. They should have bypassed the whole Malta thing. There's this whole thing where they're in like. Uh, kind of underground like fighting arena thing filled with dinosaurs <laughs> who are fighting each other and actually that in itself is really idea. cool because one of the things we talked about before we went into the cinema 100 years ago was <laughs> what's happened in the world now the dinosaurs have been released turns out not much the only real dinosaur action happens when you go back to the world the Jurassic Park yeah, they could have done much more. They, they, they should have said... It seems like animals and dinosaurs were just coexisting. They said only should... 30 people had been killed that year by dinosaurs. I know, that was a remarkable number in that now this exposition video at like, the top. That should have been 3 million 37. humans had been killed by dinosaurs. <laughs> right. So that made me think, what? So all of our theories are like, oh, what's happened since the dinosaurs integrated with the Earth? It's a big fat no, nothing happened. It only got dangerous when they went back Everything's into fine. Jurassic Park with That's them. what I mean. The, this movie kind of ends where it started like nothing has changed nothing has changed a corporation we didn't even know about has been toppled yeah like basically oh, good. the problem um, in this movie isn't the dinosaurs have been released the problem in this movie is that locusts have been released on some wheat crops yeah which that's is the it. part of this movie <laughs> that's exactly it doesn't address what the second movie sets up if at, anything no, and if all. you don't remember the end of the second movie but it's exactly the same all the dinosaurs getting out and but then, like, there's oh, a, then there's all these shots where it's um, oh dinosaurs and humans and we're all going to have to live together. They did the same thing in this one. They ended it in the same note. So when you say, oh, it's wrapped up the whole saga and the trilogy. No, it hasn't. No, I just I'm mean just it's wrapped be up because going. I think they're not making it anymore. Well, at least not with this, this cast. Yeah. Presumably they'll remake something. Do you something. think we'll never see a Jurassic X film again? I think it would be hard enough because to come back, you can't reuse the original cast now. I'd say Chris Pratt looks like he sleptwalked for the whole movie. He oh has my god! No interest in it. He's usually he so is charismatic. so low energy. But yeah. I was thinking about this because his his character in the first one is he's doing the Chris Pratt Guardians of the Galaxy thing. He's quippy and kind of fun, yeah. and there's a bit of life and Harrison and sort of whatever Indiana Very Jones charming, vibes yeah. and charming. Now I think the problem is they gave him and Bryce Dallas Howard the mission of rescue your daughter right which doesn't leave room for jokes on the journey or whatever so he's dour for this whole but movie he's like dour at least half an hour he's back with her but there's, then at that point there's too many characters there's no room no. for anyone to have a character and then they moment. kind of had yeah oh my god yeah. he, but he was one of the least interesting characters but he's in also movie. such a boring archetype because 
All he's doing is... Oh, my God, yeah, he's a cowboy. He's, he's, he's lassoing either, dinosaurs. He's lassoing dinosaurs. He's <laughs> fixing a motorbike. Or he's, like, using a knife he's, to fucking cut things he's a up. Charac- he's a character out of, what is it, the John Deere novels? Or what are they? He's the, just, um, like, he's... What's I that? Think maybe we... The notebook writer? He's exactly like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, it's not. It's Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks, thanks. Um, but basically, he... Yeah, he... I Maybe... I don't think it's that I'm bored of his stick, though. I think that he is bored by it and the movie underserved him <laughs> he is bored by his own shtick because I think when he's in the next Guardians of the Galaxy he'll be really good so I don't think I think he just like there's way too many central characters like I wonder how much money they spend on all of their salaries like, packets yeah. I really enjoyed the scenes with Sam Neill uh, Laura Dern and um, Jeff Goldblum Jeff Goldblum like I really enjoyed those scenes and it made me think like god we didn't fine you brought them all back for the you know Jurassic World you brought back a new cast but like they didn't need them in this movie like if they if the movie had actually happened and we Chris Pratt and them weren't even in it it wouldn't have mattered no, from that point of view a, the, the movie, they added nothing to there's the movie a mo- there's, a, there's a moment where you know the two disparate sort of casts from both trilogies meet you know that big moment and it goes and then they try to have the Spielberg camera and yeah I was also like no you don't you haven't earned this all you're doing is showing up just how boring the new cast are yeah and like I really like Bryce Ellis Howard and no 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 everyone is a fine actor they've no character like who are their characters tell me tell me something about Bryce Dallas Howard's character across the three trilogies because in the first movie she's a a PR manager at a at a at a theme park Uh then she has a sort of then she just becomes a completely different character in the second one and she's just like save the dinosaurs no totally fine but like tell me anything else about her as a person she can be dropped out of a plane Chased Actually, the that was I'm the... telling you, she can Sorry. be chased through the Sorry, streets of Malta <laughs> yeah, by dinosaurs, yeah. survive. Uh-huh. Then she Relatable can character trait. get onto a plane and be parachuted out of it, land in a jungle, escape an apex predator, and still have a full face of makeup and red lipstick <laughs> on. Okay, that's what I can tell you about her as a character. <laughs> Makes sense. It checks yeah. out. That was I the... can't get my lipstick I actually, on for I actually a, thought a drinking a cup of tea. That um, ejecting shot was very well done and I thought it was a really good moment where she's like whoo and the parachute opens and then the, the, the flag dinosaurs start coming but this one I'm telling you there was I would say if we went back with a pen and paper there was probably 20 cool moments but that's no, that's 15 was, cool moments too many three. But but that's what I'm telling you they happened too quickly and they had no impact yes so therefore we they didn't resonate for us 100% like, if we went back and watched it we like I multiple times turned to you and said that's cool I it, remember doing that but I now can't remember what I was talking about you were sorry impact is the word impact and resonance and that, th- those are what Jurassic Park had we all came out of that cinema you could remember oh my god the water yeah the, the cup of water moving all those little things that stick with you the jelly exactly the water the jelly now I remember though because we only recently rewatched it so the end of Jurassic Park are kind of slight bad guy the guy who kind of causes all the trouble the, the IT guy he gets killed by the dinosaur that's like oh and they try and they tried to, to homage that and they did it again and, to the, the CEO in this one but I actually thought it was quite gruesome how they killed off the CEO in this one I was like that's pushing a 12 well, it was a bit it was a 12's A but I do but, like it like the CEO needed his comeuppance and he got it here's the thing though that you're exactly right no impact no residence and th- that, I think you could apply that to this entire trilogy 
to by, by the sheer fact that at the top of this podcast, <laughs> eleven and a half hours ago when we started <laughs> recording this, we we could not remember our own opinions about the last movie. We had to ask the audience to go and listen <laughs> to our old podcast episode. Because I don't remember a thing about that movie. Yeah. I remember a no, couple of... In, our, in, two, in its defence, we went and saw it in a parent and baby screening with the baby, which can really kind of yeah. mess with your memory. Tell me anything about the first movie, except the, the bubbles. The first one, I remember the kids running in the bubbles, and I remember really enjoying that Jurassic World was back. Yeah, like, it, it felt, stood it, out for me. It, it felt, felt like, like a novelty yeah. at that, at and that time. And I remember thinking, yeah. like, God, Chris Pratt's great. Now it is tired. Yeah, it's um, tired. And I'm and I also think they tired. Know that. Yeah, I'm tired and, too. And we've actually been, just been walking up and down past our house screaming <laughs> spoilers <laughs> at our neighbours. Yeah, when we get home five minutes <clears> before <throat> the podcast ends. So, anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about it. Head over to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or the cinemile at gmail.com. We're on all those places. Um, if you like the podcast and if you know friends who like it and maybe haven't um, seen our episodes in a while please tell them to go and like follow us again on Apple Podcasts and Acast and wherever they listen because we had gaps in releasing episodes last year we seem to have like dropped off people's feeds something funny with the algorithm yeah resubscribe yeah so lots of people have told us they even though they thought they followed us and they used to they're not seeing the episodes anymore so please go and do that um, or head over to Patreon where we have so much fun watching retro movies and there's just so much good TV out And leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. Oh, yes, please leave a review. Yes, please. That's and coming nice up soon on Patreon, Dave's going to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi live episode with well, patrons. I, I love that you've just announced it without <laughs> me having done any of the thought or planning that it's You are doing one, right? I might. I might. That might happen. Okay. I guess I have to now you that have you've to said now. it. Okay. Yeah. It's so, easy yeah. for me to offer because I've not watched it. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of doing a, a, a sort of a live chat with all of our patrons about the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale when that airs so I don't know how or, or, or how that's going to work or but we'll figure it, it out it will work so yeah. yes okay. watch this space and thanks for everyone for listening now you have to play the music of course I will play the music from the iconic film Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.